everyone. Welcome to or welcome back to Unpacking Potato, the podcast where I, Henny, the self-proclaimed potato, unpack a variety of different topics. It feels like it's been forever since I've sat down and recorded an episode. Um, That's because I just got back from like uh, a little bit of an extended trip and I had pre-recorded last week's or no, two weeks ago. um, So the last episode and then the episode before that. So it has been a little bit. Um, So yeah, so much has happened and I'm not actually sure what I'm going to talk about today exactly, but I think um, as in classic unpacking potato fashion, I'm going to verbally process some things um, and go through some recent realizations and share that in case anybody else is feeling the same way or yeah, or if not, then you can just listen to some uh, breakthroughs I've had recently. But before we get started, let's do our mindful moment. So just get into a comfortable position, close your eyes if you can, and we'll start with our attention to our jaws, massage it out with your fingertips if you can, get under your cheekbone, massage out your cheeks too, unclench your jaw, and take the tongue off the roof of your mouth. And then we'll move up to our temples, massage out any tension you might have, breathe into that if you do notice some tension, and then go to your forehead, massage it out with your fingertips, and now down to your eyeballs, if they're closed, just Look side to side, up and down, roll them around. If they're open, look at something far away, focus on it for a little bit, and then switch to something close and focus on that. And let's do our shoulders. So shoulders to ears. Squeeze your shoulders to your ears. Squeeze, 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 squeeze tight. And roll your shoulders back once more. Squeeze, 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 and relax. Roll them back. And then right ear to right shoulder and stretch out the left side of your neck. Now left ear to left shoulder. Chin to chest, look down. And look back slowly and gently and do a little head roll and we'll do a little box breathing so we'll breathe in hold and then breathe out and hold so breathe in hold and out hold good job All right, so I went on a trip um, to Ontario, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia. I basically just went and visited a bunch of friends. I went to see as many friends as I possibly could in the short time I was in each place. And it was amazing. It was amazing to travel. Um, I love traveling alone. I love flying alone. I find it super 
I don't know, therapeutic <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, so I had a great time on the way back. I was a little nervous that I was going to have like flights canceled and things like that. Um, just because of everything that I heard, um, on the news with Air Canada, but I flew with WestJet and I was good. So I was able to fly back, um, with no issues. And I actually had the whole road to myself for every single one of my flights. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Was it all of them? Yeah. All of my flights. So I really lucked out. So I flew very comfortably. Um, I saw lots of friends. I had so much fun and I went to a wedding to see, um, my good friends get married and to meet their her friends and I just made a lot of really great connections and met a lot of people that I just like vibe with really well and I just had an amazing trip overall um, absolutely no complaints and I really missed home during my whole trip like I obviously missed my own bed and stuff like that and like my, like my home in general, like my space, um, but also obviously my friends, family, my partner, my dogs, um, my life and all that stuff. So that was really nice because I found that in the past I used travel as an escape. Um, I think I still do in a sense, um, but more as an escape for exploration purposes rather than escape from my own life. And yeah, before I was um, working and working a really high paced, stressful job. And I was, I had a really, really big spurt of like the need to travel in 2019, 2018, 2019. And surprise, surprise, uh, in that same timeline, I was experiencing burnout. I was um, happy in some parts of my life and really unhappy in other parts of my life. And just lots was going on. And I feel like when I was younger, I thought traveling was cool and all, but I wasn't like really obsessed with it or really knew. Um, I don't know, like I didn't see a huge value in it the same way I do now. Um, for a little bit of context, I was born in South America. I'm um, Korean. Born in South America, moved to South Korea when I was like, I don't know, a year old. As soon as I was able to fly, basically, my parents moved back to South Korea. And then I moved to Canada um, not long after that. So I've flown a lot as a kid. And then as a kid, obviously, moving um, around a bit and flying to Korea to see family, to see extended family and whatnot, like flying and traveling wasn't, um, it was always a part of my life, but I didn't see traveling to different places to visit as, um, this big need in my life until later on. So I went to, um, like the Dominican Republic when I was younger, um, on like a quote unquote humanitarian aid trip. But other than that, I didn't do a ton of traveling um, on my own or anything. And I actually, it was weird. I was like weirdly insightful enough to be like, I don't think I appreciate traveling right now to um, be, for it to be worth it to put the money in. Like my mom wanted to take me to Spain um, after my first year of university and do like a Spain trip together and 
I wasn't really interested. I was just like, I don't really want to. And I feel like we could go later and that would be better. And that's actually what we ended up doing. And I did appreciate it way more. And it was a really, really good experience um, for the both of us to travel together. But anyway, in 2018 and 2019, it's almost like I knew (laughs) that the pandemic was coming. I went on a travel spree um, and traveled to like I can't remember, like eight different countries in the span of a year and a half or something like that. But, um, which to some people that might not be a lot. I I have friends that have traveled to like over 25, 30 countries. And I also have friends who have never been to a different country. So it really is like, depends on like what your experiences have been but to me that was like a ton and it was really great really exciting Uh, most of them were solo travels and overall had a great time Um, but I did realize later on that it was my way of escaping my life Um, but this time it felt really different Um, this time I felt like I was fully exploring and missing home and wanting to get back home and really looking forward to that part whereas before I would be traveling and I would be like dreading going back home and going back to work and things like that. So yeah, overall, it was a really great trip. Um, Something I realized too with my partner, Vince, was that he, this is the first time he and I had spent a lot of time apart um, since he came back from us being long distance for seven months. Um, we were long distance for seven months early on in a relationship. And other than that, it's just been like Corona, you know, times. So we've been basically isolated together or quarantining together or, you know, whatever. And this is the first time I went away without him, um, going along with me. Like he and I went to Quebec recently, um, together and that was our first trip together, which was really fun. But I went without him and I don't know what I was expecting, but I guess in previous relationships, I'm really used to like a lot of really constant um, contact from my partner being like, what are you doing today? Who are you with? Where are you going? All these things. And I always kind of got used to that. And he didn't do that. He was just like, I'm thinking of you. I hope you have a great day and uh miss I miss you or here's a picture of the dogs but like it wasn't like a I miss you I can't wait for you to come home oh my god like that type of vibe it was very much just like I hope you're having a great time um I'm you know keeping really busy and like that was it like and we talked when I could um because I was going to different provinces and different time zones um our time sometimes didn't line up and we didn't really get to chat if either one of us was available and like it didn't line up but it wasn't a big deal it wasn't like he got upset at me for it um he was home he was studying for his um big exam and he was working and he was busy he was doing stuff around the house and he like made me this dress and yeah that's like like a whole other story on its own but he was very busy and he wasn't all like over me (laughs) in terms of um contact and I felt that was like kind of weird but it was also super nice um I felt way more connected with him than I ever had and 
um, like ever had with a partner while traveling in the past. Like other partners I've had, I would be traveling or away and they'd be wanting to talk all the time. And so they would want this constant contact, but I would want to almost like pull away because of that constant contact. Um, but with him, it was like, he contacted me whenever he could and I contact him whenever I could. And we had this connection, but it wasn't constant and it wasn't like, it didn't feel obligatory. Um, so that was really nice. And honestly, this trip, if like, if anything, what it just made us stronger and closer, I feel, um, especially with me. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about more. Um, I know that was like a totally long preamble, like the first one third of the, <laughs> of the episode on the whole traveling part. Um, but in my travels, in that feeling of connection with him, I realized some things about myself in relationship and love and how I've viewed it um, and how I viewed it within the context of me. And I actually had a therapy appointment booked right when I got back, like the day after or two days after or something. And it's like I knew. It's like I, I already knew. Um, I had booked that because I was gone for so long. So I had booked it being like, oh, I'll just, I'll see you when I get back. I, I won't do it over the phone while I'm gone type of thing. Um, but it actually ended up being perfect because my therapist helped um, go through all of my different thoughts and it really helped organize it in my head and help me process things. And um, I just wanted to share that. So what did I learn? <laughs> what did I realize? Uh, the long-awaited moment halfway through the episode. Okay, I literally had to stop recording and go have a nervous poop because I was like getting nervous. <laughs> Maybe that was too much information. See, I have no problem sharing too much information about my poops, <laughs> my nervous anxiety poops. Um, but yeah, just thinking about sharing this deep thing <laughs> this experience gets me very nervous. Um, but I've learned that the more vulnerable I am, the more uncomfortable I am, um, sharing something, the more I think no one will care. It seems like it hits a chord with more people and people are like, oh my God, yeah, totally. Or like I relate or thank you for sharing or whatever. Not that that's why I'm doing it, but what I'm saying is the more nerve wracking it is, the more important it feels to share now. Um, whereas before I was like, no, it's too uncomfortable. I don't want to talk about it. Ah, okay. Bye. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Hey, stop freaking stalling. So main thing I, oh my God, that was really loud. So sorry. Main thing I learned is I am currently in a relationship with a safe partner. Wow. <laughs> what a revelation um so the reason that's so important to me and the reason I laugh about it and make jokes about it is because it's my defense mechanism is because in the past I've been in relationships with individuals who are not quite safe um relationships situationships etc but my main relationships um, I have experienced some unsafe situations and I realized that I am currently in a safe one and my body decided to put up all these walls and barriers during my unsafe ones or during the realization of the unsafe partnerships and uh, my current relationship has been um, 
the, like the barriers still existed during my current relationship of two plus years. So that was a hard realization. Um, and it was also a really freeing realization to have, um, because of course my realization of having those barriers up was existed. Like I knew I had some barriers up, but I didn't realize the extent of it until they were broken down. (laughs) So classic. Um, but basically I have been in relationships in the past, um, with individuals, um, or situationships, whatever you call them, one night stands, Tinder dates, whatever, with people um, who were emotionally, um, manipulative, abusive, um, physically as well. And it, um, caused me to put some walls up and those walls were put up for my own safety. And I unknowingly put them up to try to weed out the bad guys, basically. Um, And this is kind of the metaphor I used with my therapist and how I explained it to my partner as well. Um, I basically saw myself as this person who um, got out of these relationships and started on, um, you know, the path of self-exploration, if you will. And in this, in this path, I told myself I'm going to stay completely single, um, and just date and meet people for fun, but not get into any like serious monogamous, anything like relationships or anything until I feel I have figured out who I was, um, built up my self-esteem again, etc. So I feel like I was this individual who built this castle and every built, every brick in this castle that I built basically represents like the self-love and growth um, that I had to uh, experience to become who I am. Um, But this castle is who I am. Like the castle walls, you know, that's fine. But beyond those walls of who I am as an individual, I was too scared to let anybody in because before I had let other people in um, these walls on a more permanent basis um, or on a more regular basis and I got hurt and those walls um, were broken down without my, my knowing or without my consent, whatever. So my metaphor was I had this castle, but along with this castle, I dug a big moat around this castle. I dug like an underground escape route. Um, uh, the moat had crocodiles and, um, I don't know, big spikes, <laughs> all, all the defense mechanisms in this castle. So I had this castle, one bridge, an underground escape route, and then all these things. Um, and then throughout time, throughout healing, um, experiences with people, cause I've had experiences with unsafe people, but I've also had great experiences with a lot of safe people. Um, and over time, these experiences caused me to, you know, maybe I took the spikes away. Um, but I kept the moat, I kept the alligators, whatever. And when I met Vince, my current partner, um, I put that drawbridge down and instead of me just going out and exploring alone I let him you know hang out I let him kind of come and go whatever like he was more of like a regular (laughs) visitor um I just realized this metaphor can get real sexual but like that's not how I mean it (laughs) I really mean like the castle as my heart (laughs) not a different body part um but I guess you could think of it that way too anyway 
So I had this drawbridge come down and, you know, in our continuing relationships, the spikes went away. Um, I filled in the moat and he had a key to the castle and he came and go- went as we pleased and we started building another house together um, or another castle together that we both um could visit or live in or whatever so like that's obviously like us building a life together things like that but I realized externally I had filled in the moat and got rid of the spikes and shooed the alligators away (laughs) but I still had that tunnel that escape route and that was a secret to me um it's just a secret for me I mean uh Vince didn't know about it it was just for me so on the outside it looked like you know very good starting a life together but I always had this little escape plan just in case and I kept that around I kept that open um because I thought to myself this guy could hurt me easily Um, I've been hurt before. I was distraught, um, devastated, you know, all those words. So I'm going to have an escape route. So when this inevitable thing happens, I have an, an out. And to me, that felt safe for a long time. And Vince and I have both in been, been in relationships before where we felt very stuck. So I think I've mentioned it in a previous episode, he and I tell each other all the time, you know, if you're feeling unhappy, if there's anything that you're um, missing or needing or anything, um, we both say to each other, like, I'm more than happy to be um, in your life to whatever capacity you want me to be in. And that's kind of what he's always said to me as well at the beginning of a relationship because I was also very um, hesitant going in. And so, because we became, we began as friends. I've, I don't remember if I ever told the whole story, but we began as friends and um, eventually turned into more. So he said, he's always said to me, I'm more than happy to go back and be that friend, um, be in that friend role for you. Um, and if, you know, you don't want to be with me or if you meet someone else, like more than happy to let you go because I just want you to be happy. Obviously I'll be devastated, but I just want you to be happy. And I've always said the same to him. But I think for me, deep down, I've always thought, oh, that's going to happen. Like eventually I am going to, um, I don't know, find something wrong with you or you're going to find something wrong with me or whatever it is. And this isn't going to last. And I don't, I don't want to rely on you in any way, shape, or form because the last time I kind of relied on someone or fully relied on someone, they let me down so much that it hurt so much that I just can't bring myself to um, depend on anyone anymore in a romantic sense. And during this, during my travels, I basically slowly began to realize more and more that he is a safe person and I didn't need an escape plan. Um, my castle is completely safe. He's not breaking any walls down. He's not doing anything without my knowing or without my consent or whatever. Like we're very much on the same page. We have very good communication. He's got his own castle and then we have our own castle. Like we have another castle together. So like basically the castles are like us as individuals or an individuality. So we have our individual selves, but then we're also building this like um, relationships together, relationship together. And it's all connected. Like that's kind of the picture I have in my head. And so I realized that, um, for a long time, my self-worth was really low and then I built it back up 
and my self-esteem. Obviously, I have my low days, but I'm nowhere where I was like two, three years ago. Um, no, not two years ago. Oh my God, three, four years ago. It's been a long time. Um, <laughs> wow, 2022. Yeah. So yeah, three, four years ago. I'm nowhere near where I was back then. Um, obviously, I have my days, like I said, but I don't have to worry about getting to that position anymore. Um, but I always told myself, I had this little escape plan, this little basement tunnel, I don't know, whatever, escape route, because I was unworthy of love. I was unworthy of um, that kind of dependency, things like that. But that's not the case. That's not actually what I believed in. Um, I think I told myself that or I phrased it that way because I would have, I would rather make it my fault and make it a me thing that I can quote unquote work on through therapy, through whatever, um, rather than admit that it's because I was scared of the person um, being unsafe. So this this whole episode, I've been saying safe, unsafe person, whatever, relationship, all these things. This is a new concept for me. I never, ever, um, even in the past with unsafe people, said it that way. I never said they were unsafe. I never said the relationship was unsafe. I always said I wasn't whatever. Like it, I put it on me. And I've said this in previous episodes of my tendency to um, place blame on myself or take responsibility on myself because for me it's easier to say that it's my fault um, and therefore have control over that situation than to admit or acknowledge or be aware of the fact that something was out of my control and it was um, another person's quote-unquote doing and like I Liked, I don't like to go through life thinking that things are done to me. I like to go through life thinking that I um, chose that way. However, thinking that way, sometimes um, reframing things that way can be helpful um, for things in my control and like for me, for things I can actually work on. But for things that are actually out of my control, um, like coming in contact with people who deem to be, seem to be really safe at the beginning and then ended up being unsafe for me, um, that's not really on me. And that's something I had to face with my therapist um when I got back so I wanted to share that it's um it's hard to talk about it's hard to acknowledge and admit mostly because I used to think that this defense mechanism I used to think of it as like oh I need to control and I'm a control freak and I think so big of myself that I have to control everything around me why can't I just like live freely I used to have all these thoughts and I still do um actually when I first recorded this section I said because it's hard for me to admit because it makes me look this way and I had to correct myself and be like no that's how I how you used to see yourself and now I am learning to say that defense mechanisms are there for a reason and my main reason for wanting to share these and share my realizations of my defense mechanisms or realization of um, how I thought certain ways and that kind of thing because I want to share with you um, whoever's listening that if you have similar defense mechanisms, similar thoughts, similar behaviors, A, don't feel ashamed about it um, if you've realized it or not or whatever, no matter where you are in your, I guess, like self-discovery journey, 
don't feel ashamed. We are, we all do it. We're all there. Um, having triggers and having defense mechanisms and having things, they're all there, um, in our mind to protect ourselves. Like we are trying to protect ourselves because of past experiences. Um, you know, we are trying to, I don't know, prevent things from happening, happening again that we don't want to happen again. So just try to hold a bit more compassion, set aside the judgment. Um, and I don't know, like I find so many people, myself included, get like annoyed at our triggers and our defense mechanisms. We're like, why do we have these? Like, that's so annoying. Why is this thing or event or situation impacting me so much that I've had to create these, um, defense mechanisms or you know have these triggers but like our body mind we're just trying to protect ourselves and for good reason um because whatever happened that is causing that is very valid and it takes a lot of work to process and go through that and it takes um healing relationships healing relation um or healing experiences rather um whether that's just like throughout life or with a therapist or with yourself or whatever um it takes a lot of work to get out of that and having triggers and having defense mechanisms still in place doesn't make you any more or less um healed or processed or like in that journey i don't know if i'm making any sense how many times can i say defense mechanism in this episode anyway i want to share because it was a big breakthrough for me to acknowledge it and to um realize it and i think it's important to talk about these things um openly because other people um whoever's listening you might I don't know, you might agree, you might relate, you might not relate, like whatever. But my whole thing is I just like to be open and honest about stuff I go through. Um, And if you do relate with it and it helps you in any way, great, that's amazing. Um, If you don't relate to it at all, maybe it's just a different perspective that now you didn't know um, how sometimes this is how people feel. And, you know, who knows, maybe down the line, you'll have a partner that sometimes feels this way and uses this kind of metaphor and you're like well what you told me that you didn't love like what you always had an escape plan when you told me you loved me for two years like what and then you'll maybe I don't know understand better um because I actually didn't I don't uh, I didn't actually finish the story so basically I mean I'm sure you've guessed it by now but basically in my you know almost three weeks while I was gone I felt that escape route closing um I now fully have like fully opened myself to this relationship in the way that I've wanted to and the way that I've um, thought in my head that I had, but I always had this little part of me that, you know, had that little kind of hand, hand, one foot in, one foot out kind of situation, but I... I was always externally very in, it's just internally something was holding me back and I don't think it's holding me back anymore. And that was a huge realization for me um, and for our relationship going forward. And it doesn't make me, I don't feel scared anymore in that, in those thoughts of him and I building a life together going forward, Um, you know, still maintaining that 
communication and that trust of like if anything changes like people grow people change like that happens if anything changes like we will tell each other and um I am still more than happy to let him go on his way if that is what makes him happy but I think I will be a lot more devastated um and it's not like I'm it's not going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy anymore because I'm not going to be like oh yeah I knew that was going to happen I knew we were going to break up or I knew it was going to end sometime or you know whether that's 10 years from now or 50 years from now like I I feel like I always had this like oh like we're not gonna yeah I had this the whole self-fulfilling prophecy thing like I think if I had continued this way and not um process it and not um realized these things I think I would have just ended it like self-sabotage style um anyway again that goes to say like Vince and I we we are very open and honest with each other. Like we are not promising forever to each other. We're promising, um, that we will continue day by day in our relationship and the way we are with communication and love for each other, um, and caring for each other, things like that. But, um, it's definitely made me not want to completely throw up at the idea of forever (laughs) or completely throw up at the idea of marriage or, you know, more commitment, like buying a house together or whatever, any of those types of things. Like it doesn't make me want to like physically vomit. (laughs) So, that's great. Um, Vince, if you're listening, I love you. (laughs) And I hope you're okay that I am sharing all of our intimate details on the internet. (laughs) Actually, it's not mostly, it's not really your details. It's mostly my details. So it's fine. Um, I know you listen every week, but anyway, sorry, I just had to, uh, mention that. (laughs) I, yeah, that's basically what it is. I've closed down. I've closed up. There's no more escape route. Um, there's no more little, little thought in the back of my head that's thinking, you know, it'll probably happen. Like he'll probably hurt me or something will happen and we'll end up not together or whatever. Any of those depressing thoughts. I don't have those anymore as like at all. Um, but I still have like the very realistic thoughts of like, oh, you know, things happen. I think it's because I've been divorced. So I'm very much more realistic about like, things stop like love sometimes changes and sometimes people aren't good for each other I mean my previous relationship and previous previous relationships and my previous marriage is nothing like um our relationship now to be honest but um yeah I just I think it's important to talk about these things and I hope that um I don't know, you found it helpful (laughs) in some way. If not, then uh, thanks for hanging out anyway, if you've made it this far. I do, I've been doing the every two weeks um, just for like the last month or so. And I think it's a good pace um, for the summertime, but in the, in the fall, I'm definitely going to be going back to doing weekly episodes. Um, For the month of August, I have started, I put together a little challenge. It's called the Unpacking Potato Challenge, aka the Up Challenge. Um, For August, I put it on my link tree. So it's the first link um, in my link tree in my Instagram bio, and I'll put it in the description as well. But it's basically, I just drew a couple things on a calendar um, for August, and I have some things to do. So it's like a little challenge. But for me, I find that challenges are often really filled with like really unhealthy um, things and tactics. (laughs) So this is really just for self-care, self 
self-love um, and to help motivate and kickstart that activation energy and activation energy for those of you who don't know it's basically the energy like if you do something then it gives you energy to do something else so having a little bit of motivation to do something um, for yourself throughout the week I'm hoping will help um, create some good new habits for you or different habits or whatever or maybe give you motivation to do other things that you want to get done with your day um, but yeah I have things like three things I'm grateful for a three minute meditation um, a mindful meal a home-cooked meal and that's like your a home-cooked favorite meal type of thing um, a journal entry read for fun 30 minute stretch 30 minute movement um, drink water intentional rest so all these things like three things um, three minute meditation 30 minute stretch 30 minute movement water all these things are on top of your own baseline so it's not like a um, if you don't meditate at all then three minutes isn't going to be like the hardest thing in the world but if you're already a 30 minute meditator every single day then try 33 minutes it's just to help like push you just a little bit um, and for the water obviously if you're drinking plenty of water then maybe change that to like less caffeine or you know one decaffeinated tea over a coffee or whatever like you make it what it is but basically you figure out what your baseline is and then you try to do um these 10 things every week so hopefully um like monday to friday or five days out of the week you do two of the things in two different categories and by the end of the week you have all 10 done and you can color it um i drew some little lavender and some little leaves on there you can highlight it you can use stickers um if you don't like doing any of those things you can literally number it and then write in the calendar the number um corresponding to which task you did or whatever but yeah it's really for fun um I think I might do a little giveaway with it um, for anybody who wants to. You can Maybe I'll do like a post on your story of doing something from the August Up Challenge um, and tag me in it and then I can choose someone for a random draw for a gift card or something like that. I'll probably do something like that because I feel like that's a little extra motivation. It's fun. Um, but yeah, that's a little update for that. I just want to say a quick thank you again to everyone who listens. It's it's still mind-blowing to me. Um, I say, I know I say this all the time. It probably seems really disingenuous, but it is genuine. I promise. I, it really blows my mind. And the last couple, couple of weeks I've had more and more people reach out to me. Um, and it's just been really great to connect and to, um, hear that my stories are, you know, hitting a chord with people or helping in any way, or maybe it helps you think about something or unpack something or whatever. Um, like I said, anything I talk about, it's never like a, this is how you should live your life or this is what you are. It's never anything like that at all. It's really just to give a little bit of perspective on some, how someone else feels, um, and thinks and processes. And if you relate to it, then you know that you're not alone. Um, and if you don't relate to it, then you know that there's different perspectives out there. So it's great anyway just want to say thank you um for listening and for messaging me taking the time out of your day to message me and yeah it just it really means a lot um i hope you enjoyed today's episode it was i had to pause a couple times i'm not gonna lie um i tried to keep in all of the uh the real stuff i didn't you know get emotional i'm pretty proud of myself for keeping it together um not that there's anything wrong with getting emotional but i really wanted to just kind of like get it through um i already cried a little today <laughs> about something else so i just kind of wanted to like get it through without getting um super emotional about it but uh i think it's because i'm talking about like love and i don't want to be all sappy and like mushy gushy and lovey-dovey about my relationship <laughs> 
I don't know. Anyway. Okay. That's enough, honey. <laughs> anyway, um, if you've made it this far, I love you. <laughs> Thank you so much. As usual, if you're listening during the day, I hope you have a great day. If you're listening in the evening, I hope you have a wonderful, restful night of sleep. And I will catch you next time. Bye. Thank you to my wonderful partner, Vince, for the lovely music. And this episode was brought to you by Potatoes. <laughs>